You see, now I'm upset. You see, now I'm upset. I just recorded a whole episode, an episode talking tough, and literally the thing was on mute. I plugged it into my computer, about to upload it, and silence. There was literally silence. And so I was like, bro, this is talking tough. I talk my real thoughts on here. I'm not about to be on here like trying to remember everything I said because that's not real. Uh, that's not reality and that's not who Norrence is as a person. But that pissed me off because I thought I just talked about some good stuff. I'm not about to do that. Oh, this is Wednesday. I just left a Reckham tour, Reckham, Reckham, Reckham for the Red Raider Club. And Red Raider Club did a tour. They're coming. They're like a band on tour coming to different locations. And they came to Happiest Hour in Dallas. And for me there, it was really cool just to see Red Raider Faithful here in a different place in the DFW Metroplex. And as I'm there um, watching Joy McGuire, Grant McCaslin, and Cody Campbell speak, I'm looking at the crowd and I'm excited about the future of the program. But there is a part of me that's kind of like, bro, why is this not a sellout? And no spite or no nothing against the Red Raider Club or anything like that. It's just a call on Red Raider fans. It's like, this is a sidebar. This isn't like a Red Raider podcast. Obviously, well, it is. I'm Lawrence. I'm a Red Raider, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a pride thing for me. I'm thinking this through, but I just feel that we have such a powerful fan base. We have such a energized community that anything that we put our names on that we should have a huge turnout. And it's not just because of our programs that we need this. I think it's just a presence and it will help, you know, our community as a people. I think if you're a young kid and <laughs> you literally grinded, you went freshman year at Texas Tech and you didn't play a sport, you weren't in a frat and you did your four years, you graduated, you live in a metroplex. It's like, why aren't you in a place like that? And I ask that question, but it's like, I think on the other side of it, like, what is that individual's incentive to come to that? Yeah, you have pride that you went to Texas Tech. You can wear around the office like, hey, wreck them, wreck them, wreck them. Whenever a sports game or an event comes on, you can say that you can have that edge. But it's like, what is the draw there and just thinking this through, I think the draw is the community. I think that's powerful. That's perfect. And it's networking and it's powerful when you have individuals from the same base with the same mindset and the same kind of not even views, but that draw of, we love Texas tech. How do we pour on and pour into our own? I'm just passionate about that because in this life, you always need the next man to lift you up to, propel you to different heights and networking, being around people that's done it around you in the fields that you want to get to that are red Raiders. I think that's cool. And it's like, how can we maximize that in all the different communities around? Because I think it's powerful for us to shine. Whoever dons the scarlet and black, whatever they do, whether it's sports, whether it's you're a lawyer or whether you're an accountant or whether you own businesses, you're an entrepreneur to be winning and to support those that's after you or before you winning together like that 
matters. And I think it matters at a starting point of having events and having meetings to where it's a thing that these people are tangible. That's done it. That's gone to these heights that went to the university. They're tangible. You could talk to them. You can listen to them. You can get advice from them. You can get a referral from them. There's so many things, man. And I, I think networking gets a bad name because it's transactional almost, but like, how can we curate our environments like this to have like-minded individuals pour into one another? I know if anybody's listening, not even a Red Raider, that is so essential in everything else, whether it's work events, whether it's church events, you know, and you can see the impact that being around like-minded people can do on you. Ambitious people feed off other ambitious people. And I was at that event just looking at the turnout and the turnout was great. But I guess I just, I don't know, for me, I guess I'm kind of weird. I just want more and more and more. It's like, am I greedy or (laughs) am I just not satisfied? And within myself, I'm competitive. And Joey McGuire, he said something good today that I'm going to steal. And I'm not going to lie that I said this in my first take probably a little better. And I'm just reminding myself of it, but it, it's pretty good not to leave in here, but he was just like competitive people. You can't be basically selectively competitive. It's like, if you're competitive in one thing, you're going to be competitive in the next and the next and the next. And that's exactly how I am. It's like, yeah, basketball, I want to become the best basketball player I can. But if I learn about something else like photography, I know myself, I've been watching every YouTube video under the sun and get so pissed that if I'm not doing it the way that the experts do it, not knowing like Lawrence, you just watched 10 videos and you think you should be like them. No, it's like basketball. They're not going to watch 10 tutorials and become a great hooper. It takes time. And that's how I am in photography and editing and anything. If I pick up something, I'm like, bro, I'm trying to be the greatest at it. You're listening. You're elite if you're listening and that's you as well. And I use this comparison. I use this example because it's like, if we believe in community, if we believe in doing something big as people and serving one, it's not just doing things for ourselves. I say that because of this, okay, you strive and you get this position, you're making the money. Then what's next? What about your family? Okay. What's next? Okay, your extended family, what's next? Your community, the people that look like you, what's next? Your city, what's next? Your state, what's next? I always think, what's next? What's next? How can I give back? How can I serve? Next, next, next. And I I wrote something and I put a picture of it. And I I don't know, my mind bullies, like, bro, people are going to think you're just kidding and you're just trying to be all noble. And But I really think about that dearly. And it's like, Maybe I'm crazy or, well, I know I'm going to be great. God made me great. He made, made my name great. And it's running into that and it's believing that and walking and everything that I say is in that. And that's another thing. There's so many times you want ambitious things in your heart, but your doubt, doubt gets to your head and it's conflicting. You're in an internal fight. It's internal turmoil every single day because your heart wants one thing and your head's saying another thing. And your head sees other people saying another thing and your head sees other people that they think another thing. I think I just said the same thing twice, but your head gets in this moment because of the environments you're in. And so what was it or what will it look like? 
or what would it look like if you're in an environment where one, people care about the things that you do. And two, they don't just care. They're passionate. They're energized. They're enthusiastic about the next step, the next step. And then break, people bring in ideas. Oh, he's certified in this field. That's his expertise. That's her expertise. And we bring everything into one hub, one group, and we start feeding and pouring off into each other. Community is so freaking important. And this example of the Red Raider tour, the Reckham tour, the Red Raider club, it just poses a question of if we say we're the best university, which we are, why isn't there a big buzz around our program, around our school, around how we do things in the Metroplex? Like, why are our kids going to Texas A&M or Arkansas or Arizona? I was about to say Arizona and Arkansas mixed it, whatever. Why are some of our kids going to UT? Like, that's gross. Like, what? Like, why? Isn't it a thing to where we're talking round the clock like we're in Lubbock? When you get to Lubbock, you know the buzz, you know the feeling. And for some people listening, they'll be like, oh, it's not realistic. I don't think that way. I honestly don't. I do not think that way because I don't think that, oh, Elon Musk just said, oh, a self-driving car. Oh, that's not realistic. I'm not going to do it. Greatness is unrealistic to those people at first. I wasn't ever supposed to be the winningest player at my university at Texas Tech. I wasn't ever supposed to be a high major player. I wasn't ever supposed to be a captain every single year since freshman year of a big 12 team. I wasn't ever supposed to get high major offers more than one. I wasn't ever supposed to leave North Crowley High School and play basketball in college. I literally got cut off my seventh grade team. I literally was on the eighth grade C team. I literally was barely playing on the ninth grade team. I literally was on the bench 10th grade year in varsity. I literally started playing club basketball late and couldn't go to the games on weekends because my mama had me in church. I literally averaged less than probably 10 points in high school at a high major school playing against the best competition. And I'm like, bro, what am I going to do? I have no offers. None of this was realistic where I've gotten to two free throws away from winning a national championship. I made the two free throws. You guys know how the story ended. I'm not going to relive that. Even though tonight I was relived, reliving that moment by conversation. Anyways, long story short, as I look at my life, my own anecdotal experiences, I wasn't supposed to do the big things that I've done in my life or the quote unquote big things on paper. If you look at a resume, a subjective kind of look inside scoop at your life. Eh, I wasn't supposed to do that. Let me X that out. X, X, X. All of it is unrealistic. So what is this notion that, oh, we got to be realistic with our goals? And I say bullshit. I say, okay, you have that dream. You have that passion for something deep down in your heart. Maybe you've never voiced it. I would say one voice it if you're listening to me. Voice it <laughs> because that's how things happen. You speak a life to your life. God said, let there be life. He didn't say, I said, let there be life. Well, both. Let there be light. And that was life. But there is a power in what you say. I'd say voice it, even if it's to yourself. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God and say it <laughs> It had to be from somebody else. It could be from you in your room every single day. Like, I'm going to be this. I am this. I am great. He made my name great so I can do great things. I'm going to go preaching because that's so important. There's so many young people. There's so many people, old, young, newborn, whatever, where you have a cognitive 
whatever, where you can think for yourself. They don't think they can do things for themselves. They don't think they can become something of themselves. There's that is a misnomer. That's like, ah, I'm so passionate about telling people who they actually are because when you know who you actually are, you can move with a different confidence that it takes to weather the storms. Because I'm just telling you, okay, you become this, you're great. But then when you face adversity, you're like, bro, you sure I'm great? <laughs> you sure I got it, bro? Because they saying this way and my circumstances are saying this way. Like, uh, I, my mama, my daddy saying I'm great. I'm saying I'm great. I go to seventh grade tryout. I didn't make the team. So how is this dream of becoming a D1 athlete? How is this going to be come to fruition if I didn't make the seventh grade team? And I'm watching all the highlights of Julius Randle become the next LeBron Duncan and sprinting. And I'm watching the kids in my city big and bold. And I'm watching everybody else get talented as the next one or this kid and this kid and this kid become the one. And boy, you licking, you just sitting right here. On a Saturday morning where you probably should be hooping, eating strawberry Pop-Tarts with your arms folded like, I'm, is this great basketball player? I, I think unrealistic. No, it's, ah. From that rant, it's just like, bro, if you even look back on your life, if you really ask yourself, the things that I've accomplished or what people say of me, was I, was I actually supposed to do it? Most of the time, the answer is no. So why do we hold the magnifying glass on our losses and we sit there and break it down our losses and we sit down when we ever try to do something great or the next thing we have these goals in our head, but our doubt gets to our head, but we have this passion in our heart and we have this real drive in our heart, but we can't get past the doubt in our head because the doubt in our head is looking at the losses that we had in the past. Instead of the wins, instead of who you became, a lot of times we discredit the wins. Like, oh, I was supposed to do that. Or, oh, that, I just got a great opportunity. Or, oh, my friend let this happen for me. Or, oh, my parents knew the person and give me the shot. Like, we discredit the real wins that we had in our lives, but we hold that magnifying glass so close to our losses that when it's time to move in our present day to get to what we actually want, to get and realize that thing that's in our heart deep down, to actually have that play out, we stay stagnant. And we stay stagnant because we only remember the losses. And it's like winning means learning how to lose. But winning means learning how to lose and learning how to dust them ugly ass shoes and get up and walk towards the next victory, meaning the process, the grind, the identity that you have saying that I am not going to stop here. <laughs> what are the strategies that I can use from the traits that I have to become greater. And when you start tailing those days and you start stacking those days and documenting how you feel, you, you notice that, okay, I've grown from everything that I've actually went through. And I can look back and know that what I went through was purposeful to get to now. And if we can't get to that moment where we can take space to recognize that that loss was a blessing, that it got us to this moment and this moment will get us to that. We'll always stay stagnant. 
And I use stagnant because it's always better to go together. And so when I was at that event, I'm just thinking like, man, it would be so powerful and beneficial to have so many Red Raiders, so many young people, so many everybody who care about the same things. But we got to get to a common ground. What's our common ground? We're Red Raiders. There's this lady I met. Shout out to you. I She gave me her business card. I had, you know, I took out. I'm sitting here literally like in my boxes in a tank top because literally I lost the episode and I took out my pants. I was pissed. Her business card is in my ripped jeans. Hopefully I didn't lose it anyways. But she was just saying and echoing some of the same things. Like she's basically like, why isn't this packed? Why isn't this like a networking event where Red Raiders young and old come together and they pay, let's say they pay $50, but then they end up getting a job. Meaning, okay, when they get a job, they'll say, okay, it was worth it. And they come back and they bring other people to come back because they know one, it's an investment in to our future, but it's an investment into this community. It means something to have a community of people that are like-minded that are pouring into each other. It means something. And it means something to don that red and black to have that connection. That means something. And I think a lot of people already know that, but it's like, how do we create these communities outside of the school that we went to outside the city that we went to? I don't know. I, I just know that that's something I'm passionate about because I'm, I believe that I am a red Raider that's in my blood. Like I grew up there. I became a man there. I was supported there. I lost there. I won there. I cried there. I cheered there. <laughs> there's a lot of me that was left there. And there's a part of me that will always be there. And so I'm invested, but how can we give back to not only the younger generation, but give back to those there and give back to ourselves by pouring into ourselves, by being close and Diving off ideas because I know <laughs> there's one thing Norris know, and then I know I ain't no genius. God gave me a lot of talent, but goddamn, some of it it's harder for me to do certain things that it would be easier for certain people. So how do we help our weaknesses and build off our strengths together? I don't know if I'm making sense, but I just know I'm real passionate about connection, and it's something that I did learn just being in Austin this weekend. It was a reminder. I was around a lot of Austonians, if, if you call it that, but basically like-minded people that came from different places, Barcelona, LA, Chicago, all in Austin for a dream or chasing something. They're so ambitious. They're going after something. They're hungry. And it's a different type of energy that you have. It's like, it makes it palatable. Like I can actually reach my goals because they're saying it and they say it. And it's like, okay, I'm not crazy. So let's go after this together. Let's take over this together. It's not theory. It's okay. We get together. We all have the mindset. It starts there. And then we start building on the strategies because it's a long, it's a lot to know that, okay, I have all this juice inside of me, but like, how do I get this done? When you have people around you that know somebody to get it done or they can get it done, you start helping each other, man. I'm so passionate about that. And I can't believe that I lost the first kind of version of this talking tough. But I don't know. I just know that I'm looking at the Roadcaster Pro 2 sidebar to look at the time because I want to, this is a candid moment. I don't want these to go too long because I tangibly and practically want to be 
heard because I know this is valuable one, but I know I don't want to waste people's time. You know, people got places to go. And if I can get something done in 20 minutes, give them a little talk, speak my heart, speak my thoughts. One, it's a demonstration of how I go through the thoughts and express. And two, I hope that there's one gem in here that you could take and think about and your daily rides and your daily runs and your daily life, because I know that it's not me and I'm an open vessel. And I know the spirit of the Lord is speaking through me. And if he telling you, hey, go out and build a community, you got to go do that. You get me? So hopefully this comes through. And if not, I'm just talking here with my lovely British accent. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye.